Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, for those of you that are regular listeners to the show, you know normally we have uh, either Nick or Toby from Free Minds TV on the show with us tonight. They sort of alternate weeks. It was Nick's week, and he ended up putting his truck in a ditch today. Not on purpose, of course. It's New Hampshire and snowy and icy out. And it, He lives out in the boonies, too, where the uh, roads don't get cared for quite as well, either. That's a good point. I didn't ask him where it happened, but I imagine it was somewhere out there. And uh, I don't so, suspect that it was right in downtown Keene. Apparently, his truck uh, hit a patch of ice, spun across the road and into a ditch. He's okay. Actually, the Sounds like the truck's okay, too, so I'm sure we'll, good news. we'll have him back on the show At here. At least the uh, snow's nice and uh, white and powdery right now. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have him back here, you know, within the next week or two. So I just want to let you guys know that. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up anything. We start by going right to the phones and to the fun to the amp line. It's Brian in Colorado. Brian, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, guys, who hasn't ditched their truck in the ice yet? Uh, I haven't ditched my truck, but, uh, Mark, you destroyed your vehicle last year in yep. the, the ice? The, the Celica got uh, wrapped around a tree. Well, I, I'm from Southern California. When I moved to Colorado, you know, I, I had to change my driving habits when there's snow around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't have the. I I I don't like it. I'm not as patient. Uh, I'm not patient enough for it. I want to be traveling as fast as mm-hmm. I normally do across those roads, and you can't do it. You have to nope. kind of temper yourself and go slow and and take it easy. Well, just figure that uh, uh, no matter how slow I go. It'll be faster than waiting three hours for a tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's easier That's to true. slow down. Or, yeah, and it stinks waiting for the tow truck in the cold. And, yeah, it'll be, uh, I mean, your patience that you'll have to show in getting from point A to point B in your vehicle in a, under icy conditions will be nothing compared to the patience you'd have to have if you, you know, broke your legs or something trying to, to move around then. So. Well, and, and in Colorado, uh, uh, you, if, if a cop should come on you before the tow truck and you're in a, in a, in a snowbank somewhere, no matter how fast you were going, no matter, you know, no witnesses, he'll write you a ticket because you were going too fast for conditions. It, it's obvious hmm. by the physics you were going too fast, so you get a ticket. Yeah, interesting. I've heard of that. Yeah. So, Brian, what's on your mind tonight? Well, the reason I call is uh, I'm in Tulsa again, Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. a lovely okay. town. Now, the, the first time I was here, uh, a few months ago for a week at a client, uh, they, they put me in the hospital with a, with a car crash uh, that I, I, I told you guys about. Right. Uh, and uh, last week when I was here, my second time in Tulsa, they put me in jail for uh, 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 doing a little cop watch. I'll tell you about in a second. Right. Well, uh, I, mean, I can recount that. You were on the streets and uh, in, the pu- in the public area, and there were some cops arresting someone. You pulled out your video camera or your, your video camera phone and started recording. The cops then uh, approached and uh, har- harassed you and threatened you and uh, arrested you. And then when you finally got out of jail for that, they had deleted the video you took. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I've kind of gotten over the anger of that, but boy, I, was, I was pretty mad about that when I, when I got back to the hotel. Because I, I just looked at my mugshots uh, the other day. They're all public, of course. All, mm-hmm. all arrests are public, whether you're convicted or whether even, they even press charges. Right. You know, when the, when the prosecutor gets it, you're still arrested. There's nothing they can do to erase that. And it's all public. And I'm looking at some other, you know, some of the friends that I made in jail, you know, all these guys. Get some friends, pretty, huh? Pretty much, pretty, pretty much everybody was drunk. Yeah, there was a couple of sober guys, you know, one guy who had... Uh, you know, outstanding warrants he was busted for. Another guy got, you know, busted for smoking a joint. And, and, and me, we're the only sober ones there. Everybody else is kind of, you know, falling over the chairs. And, but, but I'm looking all, at all their mugshots, and they look like mugshots. But look at my mugshot, and my wife said, why are you smiling? 
but I wasn't really smiling. I was just, I don't know, I had this smirk on my face because I knew something they didn't. You know, I knew I had this video, and I knew it was going to be really cool, and, and, and I was here completely unjustly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I get home, and that's when, that's when I really got mad. You were hanging it all on the video, and it was gone. So what's it the latest? Gone. Have there been new developments? Uh, well, I had, uh, I, I had supposedly a, um, a, a court date this morning, an arraignment. And they said, uh, they said it was last Thursday, and they said, uh, well, do you want to stay here in jail, you know, until next, next Tuesday, or uh, do, you want to, do you want to post a $150 bond? And they had already taken all my cash, so they knew exactly how much I had. And I said, let's go with the bond. Mm-hmm. And so I went home, you know, to Denver for the weekend, and now I'm back. But I didn't have to be here because the lawyer takes care of it. You know, they got their buddies, and they don't actually go to court. They take my 200 bucks and... And they, uh, they they call in. They say, yeah, yeah, you know, let's get a date. So I got this court date of February, you know, February 19th or something. Okay. But, you know, this is the swift, uh, the swift uh, wheels of justice. Right. Speedy trial. Speedy trial. So who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, I, I, I would have just let it go. It's just, you know, it's a misdemeanor, no time in jail. It's a $200 fine. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but the problem is that it's, the, it's titled resisting an officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I didn't really resist, I asked a couple of questions. Uh, you know, the, every cop that uh, stops me for, you know, running a stop sign uh, is going to see that when they bring up the thing and, and right. you know, pull their gun out, put my hands on the hood. They'll think sure. that you have beaten a cop with a cudgel or something. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, so you know, I, the first time I was here, they put me in the hospital. The second time they put me in jail. The only reason I'm here this week is because I'm curious. <laughs> what, you want to see if they'll do something else to you? Yeah, what are they going to do to me this week? <laughs> so I'm being very careful. <laughs> So, so there's actually, uh, so you didn't actually go to court today. The lawyer took care of it. You're, you're there for business or something. Yeah, I, I, I was going to be here anyway. I so I, I'm, I'm just here. And he said, yeah, yeah. I called the guy the night before. You know, like they're all buddies. They go out drinking. Sure, they do. Yeah, it's all. Well, it was like the co- the cops said the other day uh, or last week on the show that you know it's it's all about the Benjamins. It's uh, it's just a system designed to separate people from their money, uh, whether it's the lawyers or the the actual government themselves. Uh, they they all work together to some extent. That's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, I, I did exactly what he told me. You know, he told me to back up. I'm starting to back up. And I just asked him a couple of questions. He said, uh, you know, uh, uh, put out that cigar. And I said, why? <laughs> you know, questions like that. Of course, you know, I probably should have been arrested with that kind of attitude. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a simple question. And yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable. What's that? I don't think that's unreasonable to ask questions of the, of them. I mean, you weren't under arrest at that point, were you? Well, you know, I, I, I'm in I'm in Oklahoma. I don't know the state laws here. I asked why, and he he could have come back and said, "Well, it's uh, illegal to smoke cigars on the city sidewalk between you know ten o'clock and blah blah blah." I mean, he could have told me why he wanted me to put the cigar out. Right. I mean, I I, I gave him a chance to tell me why. Well, very so, good, Brian. So keep up uh, the good work out there, and I guess we'll hear more about your case in February. I'll, I'll keep you posted. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Uh, we gave you some taser stories last night. Again, the, the the cops, the government just continues to get more and more obscene and abusive with uh, how often they want to use these tasers and under what circumstances. Last night, we told you a story of a, a drunken woman who was already in handcuffs, 
surrounded by police, absolutely no threat to anyone whatsoever, who was tasered. Uh, the, the taser sh- attack came completely unexpected for her. She, she flew backwards, hit her head on an office chair, sent the chair flying, hit her, you know, then subsequently hit the ground, uh, which was, you know, just awful. Then, of course, there have been the taser incidents where recently, uh, people have been pulled over on the side of the road for simple speeding violations. They've been tasered within literally seconds of being pulled over. And now, as though they're trying to top themselves, now they've tasered a hearing-impaired man. <laughs> this one in Kansas, according to KWCH.com, Donnell Williams had just gotten out of his bathtub, wearing only a towel around his waist when he turned, to the, uh, turned the corner in his home to see guns pointing right at him. He said... I ain't never been so scared. Police forced entry into Williams' home while responding to a shooting, but it turned out to be a false call. They had no idea at the time that the call wasn't real and that Williams is hearing impaired. Without his hearing aid, he's basically deaf. According to Williams, he said, I kept going to my ear yelling that I was scared. I can't hear. I can't hear. Officers were worried about their own safety. Which is what they always say. Right. He's black and naked, for God's sakes. He's, he's breaking well, the law. He had a towel around him. <laughs> see, he could have been concealing weapons in that towel. Uh, see, the officers claimed they were worried about their safety because at the time it appeared that Williams was refusing to obey their commands to show his hands. That's Because he's holding sh- the towel up. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they shot him with the taser. God. Now, it sounds to me like Mr. Williams was telling them, I can't hear and gesturing to his ear, yelling that. What part of that was hard to comprehend for these detectives, these police, these brilliant uh, men of observation skills? Really, what part of that would be so hard to understand? I understand the pressure's on, and they thought there was a shooting and everything, but you've got a man at gunpoint. He's telling you he can't hear what you're saying. You taser him. I, I, I can't Can you explain this to me? 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's one 800 259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Features there include, by the way, archives. A full year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the website, freetalklive.com. And you can wow and amaze your techie friends with the, near, uh, the new Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet, and they are the perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. Our number is 800-259-9231. So, uh, turns out that the police have now tasered a deaf man, or a man who's uh, basically legally deaf. He he can't really hear anything without his hearing aid. So, pops a hearing aid in, then he can actually hear things. Uh, his name's Donnell Williams. He lives in Wichita, and recently the police were responding to what they thought was a shooting. Turned out to be a false call, so... I guess that either means that someone was pranking the police or someone actually thought there was a shooting and reported it at Mr. Williams' house. Either way, there was no shooting. So the cops showed up on the scene. They broke into the man's home because he was in the bath at the time. And again, he can't hear anything. So it's probably the case the police were pounding away on the front door, you know, yelling and hooting and hollering as Mm -hmm. they tend to do. Police, open up! You know, all that nonsense. And uh, since no one came to the door, they broke in and then... 
as they were coming down the hallway, Mr. Williams happened to be getting out of the bath at that time, had wrapped a towel around his waist, as many people do, and uh, was exiting his bathroom to turn and see guns pointed at his face. Uh, Mr. Williams then indicated, as best as he could, that uh, he says, this is his quote, I kept going to my ear, yelling that I was scared. I can't hear. I can't hear. Now, apparently the cops probably couldn't hear either because they were probably yelling too loudly. You know how they are. They yell and yell and yell. They demand, make demands and uh, order you to comply and that sort of thing. And So it's probably the case that everyone was yelling at the same time. Uh, but nonetheless, they obviously weren't listening to this man, and they shot him with a taser, well, a deaf man. I, I'm not to Monday, Monday morning quarterback this situation because everybody was going crazy at the, at the time, but he could have said... I'm deaf, which would probably have been better than I can't hear, simply because they might wonder what it is that he's, like, why it is that he's saying that. Well, I he's know. not really deaf. He's mostly deaf. Okay. Anyway, th- that was what he chose. He chose yeah. I can't hear and indicated towards his ears. I mean, that makes sense to me. I get it. Anyway, Deputy Chief Robert Lee of the Wichita Police Department says this one occurred on the worst calls, that being a shooting. The first few minutes getting control of the scene are very, very important. Once the facts were all sorted out, officers repeatedly apologized to Williams. Well, that's rare. That's nice. Usually they don't bother with apologies. Police wish it never happened, but with the information that they uh, they had at the time, their choices were limited. The spokesperson for the cops says, Do I wish there would have been some way that they I were notified know. in advance this gentleman was hearing impaired? I certainly do. No one is happy with the way it worked out. Williams I'm thinking a guy who's wet from the bath in a bath towel. Like maybe they could have, uh, like maybe they could have used a little, exercised a little bit of different judgment. That's all. Yeah, I think they could have taken a moment to ascertain the situation, to observe properly what it was that they were looking at. And they don't take into consideration when it comes to tasers that sometimes these these tasers kill people. They sure don't, uh, but, you know, they know that most of the time they don't. It's a mostly safe weapon. But, again, this goes back to what we were discussing last night, where the original purpose of the taser, and in many departments this is still the policy, as I understand it, that the original purpose was to utilize it in instead of a lethal weapon in a situation where you do need to uh, react to some level of force being used by an assailant. So when someone is, is having their life threatened or they're being put in danger, mm-hmm. then the taser is acceptable. This man wasn't putting anyone in danger. He wasn't making a move toward a weapon. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't being aggressive towards the officers at all. It's just yet another example of these, uh, for lack of a better term, taser-happy cops. 800-259-9231. But you should feel good in knowing, Mark, that the case is being reviewed by the department. Ah, I feel better, much, much better now. That's going to solve everything. And, of course, as you know, if you've heard any of these stories before, whenever the department reviews its own behavior, 99 times out of 100, it comes back and says, well, we've done our review, and it seems that everything was by the book. Well, we've been preempted for it at this point. The uh, the, the, the chief police came, there came and said, on an important call like this, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tantamount that we secure the environment within the, next, within the first five seconds, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and apparently that means tasering everyone in the near vicinity. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up anything you want. Ben in Athens, Ohio. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, there. Hey, what's what's... It, uh, it's Athens, Georgia. Oh, sorry about that. What's on your mind? Um, talking about having the cell phone erased with a video. Yes. Earlier. There's a very easy way to recover that data. Is there? Really? Yes. Um, basically, all you got to do, um, 
with most cell phones, you're going to have a USB adapter that you can plug into a computer and say you're running some version of Windows that's going to show up as a uh, removable storage device. That would make sense. All right. So, I mean, a simple search on Google, there's a free program, Free on Delete, that you can use that to pull back anything that was deleted. I mean, anything on a flash drive is going to be FAT32, so it's never really deleted. Really? I didn't know it worked the same way with uh, with Flash. I thought that was only for hard disks where the information's still there and it's just been written as uh, not being present anymore. It's just been sort of semi-deleted. Uh, flash standard, every Flash drive, no matter if it's whatever format you see, if it's a memory stick, XDSD, you name it, it's all written on a FAT32. Interesting. Now, FAT32 is sort of a technical term for uh, the one of the, one of the ways the the drive is formatted. And you're right; they all are FAT32. So, as long as he hasn't taken any other videos since then, there's a chance those files are still there, right? Or even so, I mean that data is still there. It's just been marked for something to be written over it. Oh, that would be delicious if this actually so worked out. I think out. that's a good idea for um, anybody you have that has had this happen with the cops. They can simply plug that in, and it's free utility. You don't have to pay for it. What is, what's called free undelete? Free undelete. Uh, there's a million programs out there, but that's one that you don't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Awesome suggestion. Brilliant, Ben. Any other thoughts tonight? That's it. Uh, did you? Was it Ben or Ben from Athens? It was B-E-N, Ben. V-E-N-N. I'm v- Athens 101 on the forum. So that's oh, okay. So you're Vin, not Ben. Right. Gotcha. Vin, thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. And great tip, because I have, when we talked to Brian the first time about his incident, and uh, for those of you just tuning in, he had a run-in with the police, was recording a scene where they were arresting someone. They then arrested him for recording the scene and deleted the files off of his uh, video cell phone. Now we're being told that if you get this free undelete program off the web, plug your cell phone or your flash drive or your MP3 player, whatever it is that the cops have deleted the files from, plug it into your computer as you normally would to transfer files, then run that undelete program, you could possibly recover those files back. That's awesome. It'd be pretty cool if it was the truth, if it, if it works out. Well, I know that undelete does work. I, uh, I've used it in the past. I just thought it was only for hard drives because I thought they worked differently than, than Flash. And I know they're different devices, but apparently as long as the formatting's the same, according to Ben, or Vin there, it should be good to go. So we're crossing our fingers for Brian in Colorado, hoping that he can pull this off successfully and undelete his previously deleted police encounter video, which would be... Awesome. 800-259-9231. Use that tip yourself if you ever encounter a similar situation. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, including the wiki with over 1,450 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. You can edit the wiki to your heart's content. wiki.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? 
check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com and read some of the real testimonials. Find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, let's talk to Dave in North Carolina. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, what's on your mind, Dave? Dave, you're on the air. You don't listen hey, to your hey, radio. You have to on, listen guys? on the phone. Hello. Hey. What's up? What's on your mind? I got a flag issue, buddies. A flag I've been issue. An American what? flag for 12 years outside of my mobile home. Okay. Mm-hmm. And September 11, 2001, I inverted the, t- the the American flag into a distress signal. Uh huh. Okay. I have been numerously threatened uh, for eviction over this flag uh, last week. The, the wife's owner of the park told me that if I did not remove the flag that she would evict me. Uh, this afternoon, me and the owner of the park got into it real hot and heavy. Oh, boy. I tried to refrain, refrain from using four-letter words, but uh, my better judgment got away from me, and I couldn't do so. But uh, long story short, I was told that if I did not remove my American flag from the inverted distress signal position that he would physically come out here in the morning and remove it for me. Yeah. Well, it's his park, right? He owns the park. Well, um, but I and, own the but, flag and I lease the property. Right. I'm afraid you're going to have to either reinvert it or take it down. I'm not sure that I, I necessarily agree. Um, you know, the well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that uh, leases don't state, but essentially he is leasing that spot. He is the own, he is the uh, the 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 primary uh, decision maker for that particular plot of land, even though he doesn't own it, um, I think that he has he has the right to display that flag now. How and that, the manager has the right to find a violation of the lease and, likely, and cancel the lease. Likely true. Um, really, that's that's the issue. I think you are in the right for flying the flag, however you want to fly the flag. The problem is is that creating problems with the manager isn't going to go well. Well. The long story short is he's claiming that I'm disrespecting the country, the people in the park, the American troops, and I'm not disrespecting anyone in any manner sure. or any situation like that. And I'm, I'm sure you've explained stating, yourself. You've probably uh, explained yourself about how it's an international sign of distress. Tried, I have tried to explain to him he's a military person himself, and he says he's offended, and I explained to him that if he was a military person himself, then he should not be offended, and if he is infen- offended because he of the American flag, then he's not no longer ignorant. He's stupid. Mm. You know, I mean, the, I, the I, I might story. agree with you, but you know how people can be sensitive about their nationalism, and it's yeah, clear. Yeah, I'm just as sensitive. I am just as sensitive as anybody else, especially when my grandfather fought in World War II and he's dead and gone. He had a 21 gun salute, and he was buried with the American flag. Is, is it your trailer? It is my trailer. I own it. I paid $27,000 for this mobile home to put it in this piece of crap trailer park that he calls them a lot. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm fed up, guys. I don't know what to do. I, I do know that I talked to a detective here in Davidson County, and he told me to get it on tape if he come out here to this park and remove that flag that I can have him charged with uh, destruction of personal private property, trespassing, and larceny. 
That may be true. It is your property, so um, he would be out of line by doing something like that. He would be more in line with, I think, you know, proper procedure by taking a close look at the lease, which is probably something you should do if you haven't done yet. You know, take I've a close look. I've got a new look. copy of the lease, and there's nothing in there stating that I can't have a flag. Oh, I'm sure. Right, but I mean just w- different ways that he could uh, cancel the lease, terminate the lease, that sort of thing, because that would be the uh, the appropriate way for him to handle it. And you're right. If he does come and destroy your property, then you certainly have a case. But as Mark pointed out, I mean, the last thing you need is a, uh, a, a war with the owner of the park. That's not going to come out. The war's out. already begun. I it's understand, but battle. you might just want to call a truce, man, because you, uh, you don't want this to, uh, to escalate. Well, what, what really peeves me off about the whole situation is I've contacted Fox News, WXII, ABC, the Winston-Salem Journal, and the Dispatch, and I can't get anyone to listen to my story except for Free Talk Live. Hmm. Well, That's what's so sad about this country, that we are in, the, in distress. We do have people in 141 countries. We are dictating to two countries how they should run their countries. We're in war with them. And I am all for the Afghanistan war, as long as it's going to come up and hunt for Osama bin Laden. But I'd be dang if I'm going to pay my tax dollars to have them go out and, and, and just shoot and kill people for oil. I'm mad. I'm mad. I can tell. You're very upset. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still. Uh, okay, I, Here, here's I, another I suggestion. Say the word. I understand. Through, and if you cut me off, then fine. Here, here's I'm another. Mad as hell, and I ain't gonna take it anymore. I totally understand. Uh, you know, again, I would say that you probably want to avoid as much conflict as possible with this guy. He can't force you to fly the American flag. So if you take the flag down, obviously he can't force you to put it back up. I don't think. Uh, but you know, maybe replace the flag with uh, a Gadsden flag, the uh, the snake coiled snake. Don't tread on me. Perhaps replace it with uh, the free marketeer. A flag that we offer on the Free Talk Live website at store.freetalklive.com also says uh, don't tread on me. It's got a nice skull and uh, the dollar symbol and all kinds of other fun sim- uh, sim- symbology. And uh, that's what I would recommend. I don't think that you should uh, pursue this any further because it's just going to bring you trouble and eventually going to get your lease canceled and you kicked out of the park. I mean, this guy's probably already looking for a reason to get rid of you now. He's still looking for a reason. He's already threatened to have me. He's already filed eviction papers on me one time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like I said, I got out of the eviction because um, it was the eviction was supposed to be over communicating threats. But I was threatened first. And... uh, Basically, he told the guy told me he was going to stomp my butt, which is the park manager, and I just politely stepped up on the deck and gave him the opportunity to do so. <laughs> wow! You know, I just <laughs> trailer no park drama. Park anyway. <laughs> do you have anywhere you else know. you can go? Any other more friendly parks that might want uh, your business? Uh, it's real hard to find a place to, to to park these trailers, and considering that my trailer is now 12 years old. Hard to move it. There's some kind of stipulation that I have to move it to private land after 7 or 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm just either 2 years over that mark or I'm 4 years over that mark. Right. So I'm either going to have to purchase property, which I can't afford to do, dig septic tanks, get surveys, all this and that and the other. And I understand that, that maybe I should roll over, but... You don't want to. We talk and you talk every night every night about your rights, your freedoms. They're being infringed. And if you do not exercise your rights, they get taken away. That's true, but we also talk about the... Now, hold on. We also talk about the sanctity of private property, and, of course, that being the uh, origination point for your rights. So, therefore... But we talk about contracts, and... That's true as well. He's got a contract. 
I do. This is a sticky situation here. It's it really not is. sticky. The, 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 it's it's pretty clear he's got the right to fly the flag. The problem is is that he's, you know, the, I mean, when you rent, you're under the thumb of the guy who owns the place to right. some extent, and it's going to go poorly. I I got to say that I like Ian's. Uh, Recommendation to get a uh, a Gadsden flag, the "Don't Tread yeah. on Me" thing, and uh, fly right. that instead. Change it out. I'm not, I'm not worried about all that. If if you really if you if really comes push to shove, I'll run a rebel flag up it. You know? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Don't make no difference to me. But it's I'm an American by birth. I have these rights. That's that's my main issues. I have the right to fly that flag. I have a right to show my patriotism, and I also have the right to show my non-patriotism. I agree with you, Dave. And good luck. Let us know what happens. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. I think, I think uh, his handle on the BBS is Wallbound. I think he'd called before about some mm. of his uh, trailer park troubles there with the management. Uh, what a mess. I mean, I, it I really de- is. I definitely feel for him, and I understand where he's coming from, and I also can understand his frustration that it seems like nobody else is interested in, in hearing his story uh, because a news television station isn't going to want to run a story about that. For the most part, unless it really blows up into to a controversy. Right. Right now, it's not really anything too tangible, I think, the, for, for people. And it's such a, an issue that's going to get people upset. I mean, they're going to get upset for the wrong reasons because they don't really understand what flying the flag upside down is all they're about. They're upset about that rebel flag, too. I don't know. Maybe keep calling the news people and see if they can pick up on it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features for free. Like the show. Then go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. When uh, we were talking with uh, Dave a moment ago about his trailer park adventures there, I suggested that he go to the Free Talk Live store and take a look at the Free Talk Live uh, free marketeer flag. Now, it's uh, it's an original design made by our store manager and graphic designer, Johnson. Uh, you won't find this design anywhere else. It's uh, it's right. It's it's got a, it's got all kinds of wonderful symbolism in it, and it looks a little on the angry side, but but I like it. Uh, so go and take a look at the Free Marketeer flag, also available in a T-shirt version, uh, plus all the other great Free Talk Live gear like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. Uh, head on over to store.freetalklive.com, and when you're done there. For movies, lingerie, and marital aids, you want to visit AdamEve.com. They've got a special offer for you, in fact. Go to AdamEve.com forward slash talk and get 50% off one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off if you go to AdamEve.com forward slash talk. 800-259-9231 is our number. You take control of the airwaves. We go to Justin in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Justin. Hello. You know, there's a lot of bad things going on lately. What's that? Well, you know, with all the police state kind of stuff that's been going on, you know, I can't even name the bad things, the bad times that's been going on around here. But it seems to me that the government has been defying the will of the people. And you cannot defy the will of the people for long, because eventually that will come back on the government. Oh, I would agree. How does one determine what the will of the people is, anyway? Well, it's public opinion. Public opinion is against the war. They're against immigration. Illegal immigration. I mean, sorry. 
Um, do do the people's will only count if it's 51% that uh, that wants something? Well, uh, the people have been getting louder in their voices, and now they're trying to pass this Domestic Terrorism Act, which is kind of like trying to silence dissent in this country, which is basically dissent is the will of the people. You know? Well, in a, in a free country, people sh- should certainly have the ability to speak out, and there are some very frightening things on the horizon uh, that may put a uh, the kibosh, if you will, on free speech in America. It certainly is heading in an, a, in an unfortunate direction, and uh, that absolutely needs to be stopped. I was only asking you because I think that the term, the will of the people, is absurd. Uh, it applies a collectivist uh, sort of a mentality. Uh, people, people together cannot have a collective will. There is no such thing. It's just pure fantasy. Only in Individuals can have a will or a desire oh. or a want. So, but you can uh, take the uh, you know people's opinion on a particular issue, like he did with the war, and sure. you can poll that. And, oh, yeah. and see what they think. You can poll things, but then again, polls are all you know reflective of how the questions are asked more so than anything else. However, I, I will certainly admit uh, that it does seem like most Americans are firmly set against the war at this point. So there's certainly no doubt about that. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Um. What would it take to to reverse the course that we have transcended on? It's a great question, and it, you'll get different answers um, depending on who you ask. I mean, uh, the, most people that are involved in the world of politics would tell you, well, we just need to, to elect the right people, and then that'll solve the problem. But then again, <laughs> you know, they've been trying that for decades upon decades, if not hundreds of years, and it hasn't solved the problem. Government just keeps getting bigger. The apolitical people will tell you, just withdraw your support from the system. Drop away and encourage everyone else to drop away, and eventually it will all just disappear. It'll vanish. Well, <laughs> not sure if that's necessarily going to be true. I think it's going to be have to be some sort of mix of the two of them. Uh, not sure how much of each is going to be required, and that's what we're doing here in New Hampshire is we're going to figure that out. And uh, and I think that really the best answer to your question is people that care about freedom really need to get together and do something about it. Whatever that something is is going to be different for each individual, but they need to get together first. And the Ron Paul I, campaign I is one a, last question. yes, sir. Go ahead. Yes. Um. How can me? I I talk. I mean, I'm, I'm a lone voice in my town. No one, very few people ever want to do anything. They yeah. act like this thing's not around. They don't care. You know, it's kind of like they're you comfortable. Know, yeah. Right. I mean, how can I permit change when I'm alone? in my opinions and voices about what's going on. In this well, country. first things first, go and find some other people to get together with, uh, whether it be your local Libertarian Party, which there may not be one, but there's more likely to be a Ron Paul meetup group. Um, I would go to ronpaul2008.com, click through the meetup section, and find the nearest Ron Paul meetup group. You may have to drive a little bit. I don't know how close it'll be, but there's going to be some people there of at least a similar mindset that you can commiserate with and plan with and, and work forward together with. You know, I, I felt like I had the same problem in Sarasota, Florida. There were, you know, just very few people. I, I never talked to anybody who, who felt like I did as far as uh, politics went and that kind of thing. And uh, certainly nobody was willing to really do anything, except for you, Ian, but... Uh, you know, besides you and I, that was it. Right. And I was far less willing to do things than you were. So you probably had to be even more frustrated. Once I moved to the Free State Project, though, I found that, you know, there's people out there that, that think like I do, and they're moving here and um, yep. working for liberty and that kind of thing. And for me, that's how I solve the problem. Uh, I can't say that the solution is at hand. Ron Paul's not the president. We don't have... Uh, you know, a government's, uh, you know, as small as I'd like to see it, but at least there's a good things first going step. on. Right. There's so many things going on here. It's hard to pick 
all the things to do. I mean, you could literally spend all, a, a big portion of your time going from event to event uh, and from, you know, different uh, different things to do. Everything, again, from inside the political system to outside. It's all happening here in New Hampshire. And I, I feel for you, man. I used to be the same way. It was very frustrating uh, living down in Florida and having very little activity going on. What And what activity there was to speak of, in the beginning at least, of my political career, it was all instigated by me. I was the one going and setting up the Operation Politically Homeless Booths at the gun shows and the, uh, you know, the Pride Fests and uh, the, the Sarasota County Fair, you know, the county fairs, that sort of thing. So it's going to have to be, you know, if, if there aren't a lot of people around, you, you might just have to be the go-getter, the person going out there as a lone wolf doing things to find new people. But that's such a tough road to hoe. It's a lot easier to go and join the Free State Project and, and make a move. I understand you're, you know, you'd have to lift your entire life up from where you are and move to New Hampshire. But if you if it's really, important to you, it might be, right. the, might be the thing. If liberty really is important to you and being around like-minded people is important to you, then I can't see any other options. Mm. Sound excited about that? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the call, uh, dude. Um, Think I about think. it. Think about it. 800-259-9231. It's not an overnight decision. It took me a year to decide to join the Free State Project. It didn't take me nearly as long. I thought it was a good idea. And... Oh, I thought it was a good idea instantly. But, you know, you've got to weigh your options mm-hmm. and think about things. So I, I don't regret it one bit. Uh, some people, you know, they've got a lot of uh, strings tying them down. They've got family. They've got work. They've yeah, got I, different things. I think that I w- would have thought differently about, uh, you know, selling at the time that I did or, you know, moving at the time that I did and that kind of thing. But I don't regret coming to New Hampshire. No, certainly not. Except when my feet are really cold. Well, and the while well, the temperature in here is uh, 10 degrees warmer it than is, it was last it year. It sure so. is nice and toasty in here. But, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just always cold during the winter. I, I never seem to get uh, warm enough. But, you know, then I'll have the wood stove on, and then I get it too hot in the house. So yeah. I haven't gotten this heating we'll thing We'll get used all to that. it. I think, I think you'll adjust over time. I've noticed that, I mean, I'm sure it has to do par- partly with the fact that it's warmer in here. But I've noticed that when I'm outside in the cold... I I don't feel as though I'm wearing as much as I would have last year, so I feel like I'm already adjusting to mm-hmm. some extent, and I imagine after another five years, ten years, then it won't be as big of a deal. Anyway, 800-259-9231. So things you can do where you're at, because obviously joining the Free State Project, pretty big commitment. But things you can do where you are right now is uh, you know go online first and foremost. That's a great way to find other people of like mind. Whether it be through the Ron Paul meetup groups, whether it be through your local Libertarian Party, maybe the We the People organization, some anti-tax groups. I mean, find the issue that interests you the most. Maybe it's ending the war on drugs. Maybe joining your local chapter of Normal, for instance, would be an option. Uh, So I'm just throwing these out here. You Mm -hmm. know, find the issue that interests you and then see what there is in your area for that. And you have to go online. If you you don't have Internet access, uh, go to the library and... You know, get online and look around for these things, because if you don't get online and you don't use that venue, you're just going to flounder. You're never going to find anybody. It's so difficult. It is so difficult to find other liberty-minded people out there without the help of the Internet. I mean, the fact is, the Free State Project wouldn't exist today if it weren't for the Internet. Yeah, and it wouldn't, as, it wouldn't be as successful as it is. Nope, certainly not. So there are different things to do. Uh, it it will be a tough road, and I can tell you it's not rewarding either. As far as uncovering other activists, getting out there and really pounding the you know pounding the pavement, doing outreach, liberty oriented outreach, mm-hmm. as as I had done for years down in Florida, very rarely did that actually uncover someone who would show up to a meeting or get active in their own way. It did happen, 
but you have to cycle through literally hundreds of people before you find that you know needle in the haystack, the diamond in the rough, uh, if you will. 800-259-9231. But when you find those people, boy, are they superstars. Uh, we've got some of them that listen to this show that I, uh, you know, un- sort of uncovered, uh, activated, if you will. And it's been, a, been really great. So it's worth the effort, I think. 800-259-9231. Nick's on the line in Kentucky. We'll talk to him. Take your calls as well. Hour two's on the way. Canadian health care. We'll talk about that, too. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go. The feature's there for free. Once again, freetalklive.com. We start things out by going right into the phone calls here. Uh, Let's talk to Nick in Kentucky. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live at the end of Mark. Hey, what's up? Hey, Nick. What's on your mind? Um, I was listening to... uh, I'm a podcast listener, so I was listening to a story a while ago. I was was talking about the privatizing and or mostly uh marketized uh, police force mm-hmm. and uh and basically what I, what i it kind of hit me um you know as a libertarian you know having the views of uh, private property and things like that and arbitrators and all these things you guys were talking about um it, it kind of went through my mind as far as okay if you had someone you hired to solve a murder or if you had some a police force that you know needed to go and you know, search a home for 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 to solving a murder or something like that. I mean, how would that how would that come into play? You know, because it, today, I mean, they can just come in, bust down your door. Even if they have a you know so-called search warrant, you know, it's given through you know the the courts or whoever. I mean, how would that work? Is you know, it's a good question in a market and, situation. You know, yeah, it's a great question, and it's hard for us to sit here and say, well, it'll work this way because we don't really know for sure what the marketplace is going to do. Uh, when and I t- don't suggest that uh, cops be marketized. Well, that's because you just you just don't get it quite yet. Well, Mark, you're using the terminology we. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I kind of like it. That's why I was asking the question. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting idea. Let me explore it here for a moment, if I will, if I may. Um, as I understand it, one of the ways that protection would probably work would be that you would essentially hire what would basically be an insurance company to uh, protect your valuables and your loved ones and that sort of thing. And uh, if indeed something happened that required an investigation, it would be their responsibility to do that. So it wouldn't necessarily be that you would have to hire someone after the fact, which unless you were unless you weren't covered, then you would have to go and you know hire a PI or something like that. But if you were yeah. covered by a policy, then they would just sort of you know spring into action and and they would do whatever investigation they needed to do. Now presumably. Um, you know, if they had a suspect or a location or something like that that they felt was important to their investigation, uh, they would probably approach the owner of, of that particular uh, location and, and offer some sort of incentive uh, to allow evidence to be gathered. You know, if it were a situation with a landlord or something like that where they were investigating someone else, then, you know, the landlord probably would find it in his best interest to allow them to do that unless he had something to hide, in which case then he might refuse well, that's, it. And, that's and, what I was saying. I'm like, if he's guilty, well... <laughs> Right, well, and yeah. he's either going to go in and, and sanitize the area because now they're looking for it, or uh, you know, he's just going to say, mm, yeah, I don't think so. 
Well, who knows what sort of uh, what sort of techniques the marketplace would develop in order to prevent the, you know the tip off of a suspect in that particular fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, again, since there wouldn't necessarily be government laws and the government restrictions applying to these companies, it might not be out of the you know it might not be wrong necessarily for them to strike up a friendship with the guy and try to I don't know use some sort of uh, some some level of deception in order to get access to a to a place as long as they had his consent at that time i don't know i'm reaching here i'm not exactly sure uh how it worked but but you have to remember they wouldn't be constrained by the same set of rules that the government police would be constrained by they'd still be constrained by the respect of other people's private property because if a company went around you know breaking into homes or something like that then their reputation would suffer and they don't want to lose their reputation because that's all that they really have to go on is their track record and their reputation in the in the uh, the community so you have to balance the things they can do by the fact that they want to make sure they're still uh, a good company at the same time, and re- also remember that if they catch the wrong person, then it's going to really damage their reputation. So they have to be very, very cautious and very, very careful uh, in the things that they would do in a, in a marketplace protection situation. I hope that helps to some extent. Yeah, it does. And uh, if you allow me to make two quick other points real quick. Certainly. Uh, one other thing is I was just, I'm recently talking, I'm new to the whole, you know, libertarian and, and some of the views and I'm trying to, in the free market, just trying to, you know, get, wrap my mind around it. Also, um, I was talking to my wife about the, the Free State Project and stuff like that. And I keep talking about it, of course, some people t- look at it as kind of a cult or crazy just because, you know, a bunch of people moving up for, you know, for whatever. But they don't understand it, you know, so I'm trying to, trying to talk to her about it, try to talk about freedom. And, um, and one of the things that I guess helps push her over the edge is a couple things about, Taxes and police brutality. Like the other night, we were watching um, the whole thing about the taser. I heard you guys talking about the taser thing. It literally, I was showing all these um, instances of people dying and/or you know unnecessarily being tasered. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess she hadn't really seen that much. And I'm thinking, well, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it happens all the time. So, yep. you know. And then the other thing with the tax, real quick, last thing I'll say is, uh, we we went to um, a local little place uh, to get um, her title uh, and tags and stuff registered. Well, she bought a car for, it was, you know, old car. And she bought it, it was worth like $3,600. Well, she bought it for like 900 and some change. Well, the lady there at the, uh, the, the clerk, she said, well, we're going to have to charge you half the retail in taxes. So $1,300 she had to pay in taxes. Wow. She only paid 900 and something. Yeah, so you should have seen it there, this small little town. <laughs> that my wife starts like freaking out and then, Government sucks, and I hate the taxes. And go on, Paul. And, <laughs> and these people, these people, these clerks are like, "We just work here. We don't know. We're just just the law." Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot believe that you're going to pay. You're going to you're stealing from us. You're going to charge, even though she only paid nine hundred something. You're going to make her pay, you know, thirteen hundred dollars in taxes. Wow. Yeah. That, that, can you imagine? I mean, I don't know what your financial situation is, but imagine being in dire financial straits and just being able to afford that $900 car and thinking, you know, it's only going to be 100 or 200 in taxes, and then being slapped with over 100% of your purchase price, a, a taxation? I mean, yeah, that's that would... exactly what. That's exactly what I said when I because that's the whole point. We didn't have money to go out and buy a. Uh, you know, a finance a car. You know, I just said, well, right. you know, I'll get some, you know, older car, pay cash for it. Sure. And then here we are having to pay not only the tax and tie all those other fees, wow. but then having to pay taxes on something we, you know, you see what I'm saying? We didn't even pay this much, but we're paying 
over, yeah, you, like you said, 100% of the taxes. That's incredible. Uh, unfortunately, that's what it takes for a lot of people to understand that this government is out of control, is it takes the government to really screw them pretty hard. And I wish it were easy to just point to a bunch of news articles and say, see, see, government's out of control. It's not really real until it really hits yeah. home. And, exactly. Uh, and I hope that made a difference. Unfortunately, it's a costly one, but... I wanted to uh, address the idea that the Free State, that, that some people, you know, are telling you that uh, they think the Free State Project's a cult or something like that. And yeah. probably the the way to talk about it is, um, you know, it's it's no more a cult than the Lions Club or the Rotary. It's an organization that has a goal. Um, that goal could be, in the case of the Lions Club, to uh, you know be phil- philanthropic inside the community or with the Rotary Club to do away with polio. Um, in the case of the Free State Project, to return liberty to yeah. one state. And the Free State Project isn't out there. It doesn't have a, 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 what is it, a charismatic leader that's trying to separate you from yeah, your money exactly. or anything like that. So it certainly doesn't fit the, uh, you know, the cult status in, I think, in any I way. I think the only problem with, I think the only problem that I guess people who see it and aren't really well informed is just the fact that, you know, it's so many people leaving their families and their places and their homes kind of going to, going to something in hope of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess that's what... Yeah, it's like a crazy, crazy dream, like the dream of the people that moved here, uh, you know, in the 1700s or 1600s for uh, for. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I get it, but people, right. some people don't, and I'm like, I, I don't understand. But well, you know, those are the people that are going to stay where they are, and that's fine, because there's, there's got to be people that stay where they are, and okay, that can be their role, and you can move for freedom. Thanks for the call, man. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Fact is, not everybody's going to get it. Not everybody's going to get this whole freedom thing. They're not going to understand Ron Paul. Uh, They're not going to understand liberty when it's necessarily presented to them. They're not going to want to understand it. Until that day comes when uh, the government, like he was pointing out with his wife, screws them over royally and proves that it just doesn't care about you. I know the government likes to pretend that they care. That's... Their whole message is, oh, we're the government. We're here to take care of you from cradle to grave. Don't worry. We'll pay for your birth and your death and your health care and your, your education. college and everything and, in between. Yeah, you don't even have to think about anything anymore. You just let us handle it. And then, you know, reality strikes home and you find out that uh, the whole debt, you know, paying for old age, that doesn't work out so well. You probably won't even get Social Security. You find out that this universal health care is an absolute nightmare, as we'll talk about here with the Canadian system in a few moments. And you find out that the government hurts more people than it helps. That the, In order to actually help somebody, the government has to hurt people by taking money from them in the first place. And, and then, you know, it all comes sinking in that this whole government thing isn't all it was cracked up to be. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list. And you can get signed up for it at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update today. Uh, announcing that we've got some new promos up on our website. From time to time, I get into a little promo-making mood, and I go into delve into the Free Talk Live archives and uh, pull out some highlights from the show and turn them into little 60-second promos. Now, the main purpose is to give these to the radio stations to run. But people um, like them. 
but yeah, they're fun. They're fun to listen to. So uh, that's one of the things that I announced uh, via the updates list today. So updates.freetalklive.com. And if you missed that, you can just go to freetalklive.com, and they're right there uh, pretty much at the top of the page. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of chemicals like boric acid and fire retardants. You don't want to be breathing that at night. Um, this bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. They make crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, still on the way. We've got to talk about the Canadian health care system if we get a chance. But also Ron Paul's appearance on The View today, which... We both saw. You did watch the entire thing, right? I did. Okay. All We're seven minutes of it. Going so. to comment on that. We go to the phones first. Talk to Mary listening in Kansas. Mary, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Mary in Kansas. Going once. Mary, Kansas. Going twice. Well, we'll try her back because I know that they just screened her call. Uh, let's try Jeremy in Montana instead listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys. A pleasure to talk with you again. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, well, where do I start? <laughs> How about right here? Um, well, I was thinking about, uh, you remember uh, when we were talking about the Black Friday thing and you was asking that one dumbass from Montana, uh, what, where did Walmart start from? Uh, I remember there were some people that were calling in with a conspiracy about Walmart, suggesting that uh, Walmart was working with the evil elitists around the world to dominate uh, all of the, the globe or something like that. What was your point? Don't you remember, Ian, you were, you, you were asking, you know, you were asking them to his face, well, where did it turn into a good old boy thing and to a... You know, great big globalist. Yeah, the guy said that uh, it was like at uh, some point in the eighties, after they eighties, they'd, they'd opened a couple hundred stores. Allegedly, the world elite approached them at that point and told them, "How'd you like to open a hundred more stores or two hundred more stores? Just get in bed with us and sign an agreement." Hey, is there any way I could uh, explain that story to you fellows, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, you've sure. Uh, sure go for it. Well, um, Sam Walton was a good young man. You know, he had an old Ford, uh, I don't know, some kind of old rickety truck, and he hauled chickens for a living. Mm-hmm. And, and, no, this is serious, guy. Oh, I believe you. I said, mm-hmm, so go ahead. And, and, and then he, uh, you know, saved up enough money. This uh, grandfather of the land who was a good saint and a good man, who indeed and did... Um, employs several young men and women and and, and things. And get to the, get to the point of the story. You got to make this quick, my man. Uh, okay, but um, it you know he started in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, in a little home shop, and then uh, all that. His daughter got a DUI one time, and oh, there's all kinds of stuff I could tell about Walton, but uh. Anyway, to make a long story short, you know, uh, when he died, you know, all the customer service went away, all the education went away about their products. and, and So really, much. you're saying that Walmart used to have better customer service when Sam Walton was alive? Yeah, yes. And, and then when he died, he, see, he owned, 
Yeah, at one time he owned 49% of the company, and then when he died, his uh, sons and daughters pretty much did sell it away to people like the Carlisle Groups and the Bilderbergers. And, and they is there up. actually evidence of that, or is that just theory, conspiracy theory? Oh, no, 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 there is evidence of it. And his daughter did get a DUI, and Sam Walton was a good old boy. And, but well, when he, you know, well, even if that's true, Jeremy, it doesn't really affect me because the fact is, I can go and buy a uh, you know bottle of toothpaste and uh, cheaper there than pretty much anywhere else in town. And so uh, I'm going to go and continue shopping there. I mean, you're not trying to dissuade me, are you? I, I'm not trying to say nothing bad about them because they do save lots of Americans, you know, lots of dollars, but. Uh, Beware of that fluoride you're putting in your mouth because it makes you kind of deranged. Sounds like you should put down the toothpaste bottle, my friend. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Appreciate hearing from you. I'm not too worried about fluoride. In fact, most toothpaste doesn't have fluoride in it, I don't think. What? Does it? Yes. Fluoride makes fluoride they use to make the the dentifrice that is uh, toothpaste. Uh, Toothpaste creates an environment in your mouth where the toothbrush works well. Mm -hmm. Um, The toothbrush is what gets the crap off of your teeth. Right. But um, the the toothpaste is to create a good environment for it to work in. And uh, for some reason, I thought there was some of them some of them that didn't have it in there. There's baking soda toothpaste out there, but if you have. if baking, if you use baking soda toothpaste, especially children using baking soda toothpaste, chances are they're going to grow up with bad teeth. Hmm. Okay. Um, children definitely shouldn't be swallowing fluoride, and uh, you don't want to overuse fluoride on fluoride toothpaste. I, right. for instance, use a pea-sized amount. But um, do you really? Come I on. Do. I do. I, I always I read that on a pea-sized amount. I always read that on like like, the, like a sweet pea-sized, like a, a whole big old pea, or are you talking about like a green? You're talking about like a teeny little pea, like smaller than your fingernail kind of pea. The kind of pea that you would get out of a can. It's green. Yeah, I, I never understood that. I read the instructions, and it always says to use that, but. I don't feel like I'm getting clean if I use that much. I understand. People get used to using the amount that they get used to using, and, and they show you on the on the TV ads where they put a big, yeah, a big long, old bunch. Uh, you know, strip of toothpaste right. across there. But, you know, uh, you don't need that to create the environment. I'm, but, you know, if, if you think you're not getting clean, say, say for soap, for instance, if you don't feel like you're getting clean unless there's a whole bunch of suds around, then that's how it is that you're going to like to get clean it's it's a preference issue it's not um what you need i'd like to point something as in a going back to his story about sam walton and walmart and all that mm-hmm. just like to point out to those of you out there that are always frightened about the world conspiracy and the uh you know the carlisle group and the bilderbergers and all those other names that he rattled off you know all these elitists with the with the money mm-hmm. right the the billions and billions of dollars at their disposal the fact is, if they've got that much money and they're into Walmart, they're probably into Target, and they're probably into everybody else. They probably hold stock in all kinds of companies, so you're going to profit them shopping anywhere. Basically. They probably own the manufacturers that make the products that yeah. they carry at all these other stores, which means that if you shop at the mom-and-pop businesses, you're, you're going to be buying their products too. anyway. Let's so. go to Mary in uh, Kansas. Mary, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Hey, Mary, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, just uh, that, uh, I don't know. Um, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about, uh, you mentioned something like getting out of the system. Uh, All right, we'll talk to you about getting out of the system here in moments. Hang on, we're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want if you get on the phones. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. 
For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Show is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, live streams included, broadband version, dial-up version, both on the house for you, freetalklive.com. Barry Cooper wants you to never get busted. Jim Lark was the chairman of the Libertarian Party. Ethan Nadelman, the founder of the Drug Policy Alliance. And Peter Christ is a spokesman for law enforcement against prohibition. They all want to end the war on drugs. And they'll all be at the Liberty Forum. Where will you be? Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And use the code 2008FTL to save 10%. 2008FTL saves you 10% on the Liberty Forum. We'll see you there. Let's go back to the phones and talk again to Mary in Kansas. Now, Mary, before you get into your point, uh, it says here you're listening okay. on the radio. What? Uh, where are you and what station are you listening to? KCXL. Um, oh, KCXL. Okay, gotcha. I, see, I saw Kansas and I thought, huh. Stations in Kansas. I couldn't think of any. So it's Kansas City. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so it's Kansas City. Now it makes sense. So what's on your mind tonight? Oh, it's just that um, um, I'm a common law citizen, and in order to become one, you have to learn the law yourself because lawyers don't uh, work for the people. And for a long time, I didn't know what that meant until I started to study the law, you know, because that's how you protect yourself. Um, right now, what you're referring to is uh, the fact that lawyers swear an oath to the state when they become lawyers, right? Yes, the territorial state, not the state of the union of the people. Right, the state is in the government, the the people calling themselves government, the justice yes. system. So yeah, their their state. first allegiance lies with the system and then their clients. So they're uh, they're not really uh, they're not really working for you so much as they are working for themselves and uh, the system. Yeah, they set up a situation where you may win your case, but it's not to where, you know, it'll never bother you again. Uh, driving, for instance, there's every state has an exempt that a person can uh, exercise. All right, and so what kind of exemption are you talking about? Yeah, what's that mean? Exempt? Well, the driving, the driver's license is an act. It's a program that you can participate if you want to. And uh, if you look through the uh, traffic laws in your own state, there's always an area where it lists, you know, vehicles or and drivers who are exempt. And the person, and it always lists uh, uh, the private citizen at the last, you know, the very last or towards the last. And the sentence is um, always said in a way that it doesn't look like. You know, you're exempt, but you are. And, yeah, you we've, know, they, we've heard things about this before. Um, people have yeah. sa- people have said uh, basically that, and it's it's all very very fascinating. Uh, people have said that essentially that you know dr- traveling is not a privilege; it is a right, and it's essentially the government laws in all fifty states. What they regulate is operating a motor vehicle. Now, in the world of the legal land, words mean different things than what you think they mean. And the term motor vehicle actually, as I understand it, according to legal definitions, has something to do with a conveyance used for business purposes, not transferring yourself from point A to point B. 
And so essentially, you're, uh, when you get a driver's license, you're asking for the state's permission to operate a motor vehicle on their roads, not necessarily your automobile. Am I close to what you're, uh, what you're suggesting there? Yeah, under voluntary uh, consent. You don't have to. Right. So now yeah. here's my question. Are you actually driving without a, a license? Now, what do you do when a police officer comes up and says license and registration, ma'am? A term is beginning to be more and more uh, aware, which is good. I was surprised, you know, that um, it, it's beginning to get more and more no, uh, known. In the first place, you have to find out where the exempt is, and then you exercise it. Uh, once you do that, the police are beginning to... Uh, see, you know, that if you do not have a driver's license and you have an ID, because that's what's required, ID, in common law and state uh, law. You now, do you have, have your own ID. ID or did you get the ID from the government? I have my own ID. How, did you, get, how did you get that? Uh, there's a way to make it your own. You could either make it your own or you go to an ID card and have them uh, design it, you know, with your picture your address, you know, everything that is on a regular uh, driver's license, except uh, you make it, which is out of their jurisdiction, which makes it powerful and above them. Interesting. Now, are you uh, driving without a license plate as well? Yes. So does that mean you're getting pulled over a lot, or how? No, you have to make your own. You have to make your own. Really? It has to do with different jurisdictions. And this has to do with knowledge. You have to know the law and how to do it. You just can't, you know, like everybody says. But the problem is people don't know the law. I don't know the law. Most of the people listening don't know the law. Apparently I don't know it either. I would be deeply, deeply concerned about the only way to test your theory is to to make my own little ID and uh, put a cardboard uh, license plate on the back of my car (laughs) and wait for a police officer to come and beat my head in. Well, you could get a nicer one than a cardboard one. You can order license plates online, can't you? Can't you go and get your own custom license plate, basically, from, like, a novelty place? Novelty place? No, this is uh, something that you make with uh, some sort of company. That's what um, I mean. A, a company that sells custom license plates as a novelty. That's how the company sees it, obviously. But can't you go and actually order a license plate that says what you want it to say? No, you have to say a, a certain thing. Well, what does your license do plate say? I haven't gotten it yet. But so you're driving one, without a license plate at all right now? No, no, no. Well, right now I'm using my, my, my old one. Mm-hmm. But what I did... What everybody can do with their driver's license. One of the steps is once you find out, you know, the exempt, what you have to do is take your driver's license to the capital of the state that they are in. You hand it to the um, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. DMV. The lady will say, I understand that you're surrendering your driver's license, and you say yes, and then you ask for some sort of proof of documentation. Right. She will go into the back room, and they will, and whoever back there will say, "Okay, well, she wants to, uh, you know this uh, documentation that says she voluntarily surrenders her driver's license." That's what it's called. So, does that basically what, cancel the agreement that you got into when you got yes, your driver's license? Yeah. yeah. Keyword agreement. It is not mandatory. Even you can see that it's 
not mandatory. So have you been pulled? Oh, I, I've heard a lot of this before, and the, the most difficult part about this, Mary, is getting someone to provide us with real, tangible uh, cases of this being utilized. And, and I mean, like, you know, documented evidence, stories, something that's testable, something that's provable. Usually what uh-huh. we get is somebody calling in with all the claims that sound similar to your claims, and uh-huh. then they disappear. We always ask them to post something online. We ask for a website. No one ever has one. And it's just amazing to me. So I'm going to ask you the same questions. Where did you uh, learn this information, and how can the average person get glean the same info? Uh, there are many websites that I found. Uh, one of them, oh, Ron Paul is on one of them. It's called uh, SupremeLaw.org. SupremeLaw.org. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's on there. <laughs> Ron Paul. Well, his, uh, just because he has a graphic on there doesn't mean he personally is on there. But okay. Um. Let me see. There's another one called Sujuris. Sujuris. Okay, I'm aware of that one. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that great? Uh, and there's another one called. Um, so okay, Lost. enough with the websites. Two's two's good okay. enough. You've got two more than most people have. Usually, it's I heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody in a secret <laughs> meeting. Uh, now again, I don't know if I can recommend that people go out and do this because we're not really sure what happens. Have you been pulled over by the police yet, or are you still in the theory mode yes. here? Yes, I have. And when let me tell you something, your ID dictates what kind of jurisdiction, governing, and law you are under. Now, you're under common law, which means that you don't have to, uh, essentially a government, a state government to answer to, right? Yeah, because that's their jurisdiction. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's, it doesn't apply to me. The jurisdiction of common law, as I understand it, is uh, essentially the only overarching uh, rules are that you do no harm to others. And, you know, if harm is done, then there's there's action that can be taken in under a common law court and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to hold you over if I can, Mary. Okay. I find this stuff absolutely fascinating. 800-259-9231. She says she's been pulled over by the cops. She says she has her own uh, identity identification that she's created that identifies her as this, you know, common law citizen concept. And I'd love to hear what happened. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. Features there. We give away. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get involved with the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is simple. You send in 3 bucks a month. We take it in, turn it around, and make it into more radio stations carrying the show. Uh, that's that's what the purpose is. AMP, Advertise, Market, Promote, $3 a month. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, AMP-only chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and the Secret Service on November the 14th, 2007, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org, sign up for their updates, and register for the class action suit now. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. All right, let's go back to the phones and back to Mary in uh, Kansas City listening on KCXL, KCTO. All right, Mary, um, we, we held you over because we had some more questions for you, but just to recap for people just tuning in, uh, essentially you, what you're pointing out here is, and this we've heard from other people in the past, you've just 
got a little bit more information than they have, is that uh, there there is no obligation to get a driver's license if you want to actually drive, if you want to operate your automobile, if you want to get from point A to point B, that you have a right to travel, that you don't have to ask the government's permission to do so. And you're telling us that uh, you're trying to get out of the system. You've surrendered your driver's license to uh, the, the state government people, and you've created essentially your own common law drivers, uh, essentially your own common law identification. It's not a driver's anything. It's just an identification uh, with your name and uh, presumably your photo. What are some of the elements that this uh, identification has on it? Well, in the back it says, this certifies that the bearer is a white citizen of Kansas identified in the Constitution for the state of Kansas, 1859, a member of the prosperity de- defined in the preamble of the Constitution for the United States of America, the 1787 one, because there's two uh, constitutions. A lot of people don't know that, but there's two of them. There's a correct one and an incorrect one. How long did it take you to learn all of this stuff? Because the fact is, the average person, you know, they may not have the time or ability to, to, you know, page through tomes and tomes of law books. How much time did you invest to get to the point where you're at today? Well, you don't have to do that. What it is is there are other professionals out there that pave the way for you, and you, you know, just basically study what they study. And uh, did you get all this information for free, or did someone charge you for it? I bought a couple of things, and then the rest is like on the internet because once you start doing something, you go on the internet and you find something, and you find somebody who will tell you about this group. It's this person will tell you about that one. So because something else we've seen over time is there's, you know, the people that talk about these things, they usually have a book they're selling or they have some $700 CD-ROM with all kinds of secret documents and nonsense. I know. I haven't done that yet. Okay. Uh, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a lot of information on the web, and I've seen them, and I'm sitting here thinking there must be another way to get away from this because I don't have... Right, because it would seem to me that if this was all, uh, you know, good information that could really help people free themselves from the system, it would seem to me that those people would want to give this information up up front and then just sort of accept donations and say, hey, if we've done something valuable here, then send us some donations so uh, or contributions. So here again, my question, uh, you did, did you, I, I sort of jumped to a conclusion there, did you actually surrender your government driver's license? Yes, there's an exempt that allows you. It's okay. lawful. So you did do that, and now you have your own identification. You were pulled over by a cop. And, Mark, you had a dis- you noticed a discrepancy. Maybe it was just a miscommunication. We thought that you had first said, uh, Mary, that you didn't have a, a license plate on your car. Then you said that, uh, that there is a license plate. It's your old license plate because you haven't had uh, a new common law plate made yet. What's the current yes. situation? Yeah, I, I tried to return that, too, and the state wouldn't take it. You have to go to the state capitol. They wouldn't take it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get a document saying that I surrendered that. So you have the old one on there? Is it registered? Yeah. No. Um, What it is is the main head is the driver's license. You cut off the head of the driver's license. Your registration doesn't count anymore. Having insurance doesn't count anymore. But it's going to expire anyway, right? Yeah, but... I'm out of the system. By then, I have to make my own uh, plate. Well, now, hold on a second. I didn't think that uh, a driver's license was required for insurance. There's no need to pull out of the insurance system. You still want to have your car insured, don't you? Um, if you are out of the system, you could be insured if you want to. Okay. You All right. Put a law on so you let's get back to the scene with the uh, the cop pulling you over because we're getting short on time here. 
Uh, you got okay. pulled over. What were you pulled over for? A dim light bulb. That was his typical. Was these these, these things happen yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, I gave him my ad- my uh, my attitude. <laughs> I gave him my uh, ID, and what his job is to do is, you know, find out if I'm in the system or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what he did was find out that, um, and and he was stunned too. I bet he was. Uh, <laughs> well, what happens is, is when you do it legally. You know, you go to the Capitol, you give it to them, because that's the requirement. They want their cards back. If you're not going to be in their program, they want their cards back. Mm-hmm. That's fair, okay? I suppose. I okay. paid for it. And and um, um, they report you to the Revenue Department on what you did. I don't know how long it takes, but I was hoping, you know, that I wouldn't get stopped on my way back home from the Capitol okay. here in Kansas. Anyway, uh, I made it home, and this is like a week and a half later. Um, what he does, you know, the officer is, you know, it's his duty to see if there's any information on you in dispatch. So he calls my name in, you know, do you have something, you know, for, uh, Mary? Right. Any warrants or anything? Okay. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't sure at the time what was being told, but it kind of blew him away. And he was like, um, you may go. (laughs) Really? And And I was like, what do you mean by that? Anyway, um, I... Uh, now, hold on a second. He let you go. Now, normally when there's a burnout light bulb, you're not going to get a ticket. You're going to get a warning. They're going to let you go anyway. Uh, have you been pulled over since, or has that been the only time? Uh, you know how cops pull up behind you and they tag your license? Well, I still had mine, and that happened where the cop was right behind me, and you could tell he was, you know... Uh, of punching my uh, uh, sure. plate in, and I didn't know what was going to happen because this was less than two weeks later. You know that um, um, this other incident happened. Okay, I mean, so this was two job. weeks after you'd been pulled over. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, uh, we're at a red light. You know, I can't turn here, turn off. You know, you know, he got me. He, he's behind there, and I'm with my daughter, and we don't know what's going to happen. This is all new to us. Right. But I do know you know, that I'm not in the system, and he'll find that out, and blah, blah, blah. Well, the light turns green, and I start to go, and then he starts to go, and then he stops his car, you know, like he's stunned, you know, and then we see the headlights, you know, could kind of move, you know, and uh, I pull over to this drive, uh, this uh, gasoline station that is just a half a block up, mm-hmm. you know, because I figure he's going to pull up behind me. Well, uh, he's still driving slow, like <laughs> Like uh, hmm. 10 miles an hour, you know, like he just can't believe what he just saw what? or read. So you did not get pulled over in that instance? No, no. And you've, so yet, he... to, you've yet to be pulled over since? Right. When was, when mean, was it that, okay. you, that you surrendered the, uh, the driver's license? August 24th. Of this year? Okay. Um, it's all very, very interesting. I find this fascinating. I don't, you know, I, I, uh, I just, I'm just blown away by this, uh, okay, by okay, this phone okay. call. Well, let me tell you this much i call the state to find out what exactly does a police officer see when they call in and she said let's see you surrendered your license plate and i said yes she says well according to this here it says that you voluntarily surrendered your license plate i said that's wait it. wait your license plate or your driver's license i thought uh, was... my driver's license okay i said that's it she says yeah i said there's no code that it that, the, that it's replying to, no law, no anything. She says, no, that's all it says. Hmm. 
So what would, what would happen if you uh, you know if you were speeding and he actually had something to write a ticket for? What do you think would um, happen uh, then? Under common law, if I hurt someone, he could give me a ticket. Otherwise, it's just a warning, or he just leaves me alone. You know what, Mary? I hope that you'll call us in the future. And uh, yeah, we're very interested in this. Um, I find know, it the amazing. Results. Very interesting. Call us in the future and let us know if you have any more encounters with uh, with these government people, how they treat you, what happens. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you are the best call that we've ever had on this particular issue. Normally, people are very, very vague. They don't have any real experiences. They're just telling us what they've heard. They aren't actually making any claims of their own, and they certainly don't have any websites to back up their claims. It's been interesting, uh, Mary, and thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, if you've got any experience with this common law stuff, opting out of the system, I'd love to hear about it because it could really be uh, maybe another road for the uh, the apolitical activists, uh, you know, to, to, to take uh, as far as not working within the system. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We launch in hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. It's, once again, freetalklive.com. Uh, still to come here, if we get a chance, we'll talk about Canadian, uh, the Canadian awful, awful universal health care system, uh, as well as Ron Paul's appearance on The View earlier today. Uh, we'll analyze that as well. But first, we go to Charles in Michigan. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, how's it going? Good, Charles. What's on your mind? Um, I, w- I did want to... <clears throat> talk about that driver's license thing i would i would love to hear more about that um just as well as everybody else but uh the main my main question was uh alex jones said something uh yesterday that kind of had me going and i was trying to find information about uh he said a number one thousand five hundred trillion dollars that the bank owned in derivatives and and loans and uh that the bankers of the world because do you know anything about that Nope, not a darn thing. This I haven't listened to the... I, I don't think I've ever listened to a show in nope, its entirety. Me neither. I, I've seen some of the guys' videos. They're very entertaining. Uh, but that's, you know... He seems like a good guy. I mean, I don't know him personally, but uh, I can't really comment, man. I mean, bankers own a lot of stuff, and they got a lot of money. What's I mean, the issue? I do know that we... Uh, I do, do know that our uh, budget, our economy here only, you know, uh, they only allow like $2 trillion or something like that. And if it is true what it is that he said, you know, fifteen, you know, fifteen hundred trillion dollars that the bankers own, and uh, pretty much that would be a bunch of fiat, fake money that doesn't really actually exist. But uh, you know, I just wanted to know if you guys knew anything about it, or if you knew any, or if the listeners knew anything about that, if they could call in and kind of touch on that. Were well, you just talking I'm, about the assets that banks own? Is that what you're referring to? Bankers, yes, the world bankers here. Uh, the you know I am the, the bankers of the world. Are you just looking to have that number confirmed or verified? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'm you can imagine to... that. I mean, bankers 
uh, especially those in charge of central, central banks, banks, have a lot of assets and uh, a lot of, of you know fake fiat money that they uh, they have under their control. I don't know what the exact number is, but I don't really know why that precise number is relevant somehow. I mean, the fact is the central banks control everything because, well, that's the position that they're in. So whether it's fifteen hundred trillion or fifteen trillion or one hundred and fifty trillion, I don't know what the issue, you know, what the relevance of that number is. Yeah, what's it? Is it just a curiosity for, for you? It is a very. It is, I am very curious about it. Um, I'd ask, uh, you know, one. Uh, you know, I'm still in college, and I asked one of my uh, professors about it, and um, you know, he didn't know. He didn't know about it. And it was. It was. It was really bothering me because I didn't get a chance to catch all of what Alex said about it, and I didn't. I get. It was at the end of his show yesterday that he said. Call um, Alex and, and ask. Just, yeah, call call his show. I mean, I can't. I wish I could give you more than that, but. You know, again, it just seems like a trivia, a trivia question to me, more so than yeah. anything important. I mean, the, you know, the fact is the central bank controls a lot of uh, money. Uh, the central bank needs to be abolished. We need to, as Ron Paul would point out, get back to value-backed currency. And then that, those questions won't be relevant anymore because then currency can be created by anyone in the private marketplace, and we can have private competing currencies uh, for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, so that would be, you know, what the, what's important to me is the goal. The, what's important is uh, is working towards liberty. And, I mean, gathering trivia is certainly interesting, um, in which case you should give him a call. Anything else on your mind? Yes, the the, the Liberty Dollar. Yes, yes. The, the Liberty Place. Uh, I, I understand this was shut down. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you about that. I'm a Liberty uh, Liberty Dollar associate, and uh, you can, what you can do is you can go to LibertyDollar.org. In fact, they're one of our sponsors. Uh, you can go to their website, LibertyDollar.org. There's a link right there at the top that'll tell you all about the FBI raid. It was the FBI and the Secret Service. Uh, they came in there, it was, what, two or three weeks ago now, Mark? Um, November uh, the 14th. Was it November 14th. And uh, they came in there at like 7 in the morning. They stole all of their silver, all of their platinum, all of their copper, everything, their computers, their office supplies, uh, they came in there and they just destroyed uh, this man's business. And they took a lot of people's orders as well. There were a number of Ron Paul Copper Liberties sitting there waiting to go out the door, and they stole all of those. So a bunch of people had ordered these things, and they've been left in the lurch. There's a class action lawsuit that is going to be filed. He's collecting names and information for that right now. And if you go to LibertyDollar.org, not only will you get the full story, uh, but you can also sign up for their email updates, and then whenever some news breaks, you'll be the first to know about it. You'll definitely be informed on that one. Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate that, yep. guys. Thanks for your call. Glad we can help you with something. 800-259-9231. Shortly, um, Bernard von Nothaus is going to be setting up a uh, legal fund, too. So you'll yes. be able to donate to his legal fund. and uh... He's already accepting contributions, as I understand it, but only via snail mail at the moment. Ah. I understand, As I understand it, they're looking to expand those options. Of course, at the same time, he also, uh, from his conversations... This Bernard von Nothaus, the monetary architect, the man that created the Liberty Dollar, uh, from his conversations with the, t- the the head FBI agent on his case, it does sound like they want to arrest him. So we're not sure yet. I haven't seen an update in a week as far as what's going on with mm-hmm. Bernard. Uh, but it sounds like there's going to be a date set for him to turn himself in. That's just pr- the preliminary uh, feeling that I'm getting from uh, from the emails that have come through. So, mm-hmm. again, if you want to be in the loop on this, instead of hearing it from us when we get to reporting on it, just go to LibertyDollar.org. Get signed up for their emails. Uh, let's go to Matthew in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Matthew. Hey, good to hear you guys. What's on your mind, sir? Well, before I get to the main thrust of my call, I would like to say... Uh, 
at the end of the day, the number that really matters is how many spare bullets you have in your warehouse. I'm not sure why that matters. Uh, I, I'm not expecting a violent revolution anytime soon. Are you? Uh, I would very much appreciate avoiding it. I'll say that much. So would I, and I'll do everything uh, possible to avoid such a thing. I don't think anyone wants that. Uh, I don't even think the government people really want that. I don't know. They're pretty good at it. Well, they're good at being violent, but they want to stay in a position of, of being able to uh, lord their power over others, and a violent revolution would sort of ruin all that for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it'd give them an excuse to arrest pretty much everybody who looked at them funny. Yeah, this is but true. But aside from that, um, I'm uh, calling about uh, funding uh, law enforcement, Okay. Um, and an alternative method of doing so. And it's occurred to me that the main problem I see, or that is out there, is the fact that there's such a big disconnect between the people paying for the police and the police themselves. That it isn't an A to B ratio. Like, you don't have a cop that you know because you write the checks that pay him. You know? Right. And because so you aren't writing thought, checks, because you aren't purchasing a service, you're not being treated like a customer either. Exactly. And I kind of had a, uh, an idea for what might be a middle ground between totally free market police and these quasi, uh, you know, well, not quasi peace officers. They aren't peace officers, but our current system. That would be ultra-localized police. Like, if you had 250 households, which isn't a lot, and they were to pay $20 a month, that's $5,000, that's enough to pay somebody to be that, those 250 households, that's their peace officer. He works for that group of households. That'll, he buys his own equipment with that money, and if he wants to get paid more, he has to go and convince these people to pay more. Now, um, the, that sounds uh, like a market uh, solution. I mean, if, if you're not forced to pay that $20, then that's a market solution. But one of the problems is is that that, that guy's likely going to want to work 40 hours a week, or maybe we'll go crazy and go 60 hours a week, and then what do you do in the hours that he's off as far as protection? Well, I mean, I work a job that's uh, hazardous waste management, and what that means is, I work my normal hours moving stuff around, dealing with very nasty odds and ends. But I also, you know, part of my job is I'm on call. You know, maybe you don't need him patrolling around for 40 hours. Maybe his job is just an on-call job. Well, I think what you like a constable. Well, I think what you've pointed out here yeah. is that it doesn't have to be very expensive. I mean, if it's only five thousand dollars a month going to one person, it wouldn't be a huge budget increase to bring on a second or third person to have you know that extra coverage that It'd you be need. Double. But but even so, he was talking about twenty bucks to, uh, spread across two hundred and fifty households. That still would only be you know forty bucks or I mean, or whatever. My point being that okay, uh, more than that for like Netflix. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So I think that I think that what you're pointing out is that a marketplace paradigm of police protection or protection services would be more affordable just overall, regardless of whatever the configuration was. Maybe it would be this small sort of super serving uh, lo- local p- uh, peace officer, or maybe it would be a large uh, national corporation that you would hire to do your security. Either way, the competition would bring down the rates and increase the service, and really, that's what we all want. Thanks for the call, dude. Good hearing from you. 800 259 And it's just yet another idea that'll be out in the marketplace if we just let competition happen. This is Free Talk Live. 
if it is your show and you can bring up anything, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. So enjoy those on us. The bulletin board system included. Lots of things to discuss. You'll find over 300,000 posts, almost 2,000 people interacting. Serious issues to fun stuff. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have more debt than you can pay? You don't have to file bankruptcy. You can pay pennies on the dollar, and your credit doesn't have to take a hit. It's a 100% legal and 100% ethical program that will show you how to get out of debt in 90 minutes. Go to outin90.com. That's outin90.com. As we go to the phones and to Sam in Texas on the amp line. Hey, Sam. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? The, well, I want to say the driver's license lady was absolutely fascinating. Right. For those uh, that did not hear the second hour of the program, it was essentially a woman calling in to suggest that, uh, you know, that there is no obligation for you to get this driver's license if you want to transport yourself around. Uh, and the, the idea that you could surrender it back and you're out of the system, so to speak. Right. And now, then you have why? to set up this common law identification card and get your own common law license plate, which was all, again, very, very interesting. Mark, your question. Uh, yeah, the, one of the problems I had with that is, look, I paid for that driver's license. Why do I have to surrender it to anyone? Uh, well, well, you're canceling the contract, though, Mark. I think that's the idea behind it. It's their property, and as long as you have it in your possession, they could say, you know, the contract's still in, in force. I know that on the Social Security card, it does say that this is the property of the government and not you. Now, I did burn my Social Security card, so I don't know if that uh, officially canceled the contract. But I think with the Social Security card, I never signed a contract in the first place, so I don't think one could claim that there uh, there even is a contract in existence for that. And I also signed the driver's license one when I was 16, but I did renew it, so that one would make sense that you'd have to give it back. And I guess, you know, you, you think about a mailbox, uh, for instance, they... You go out to Home Depot, you pay the money for a mailbox, you install it yourself, and then somehow or another, it essentially becomes the uh, property of the United States Postal Service. Nobody else can put anything in that right. mailbox. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a federal crime if they do. Well, as far as I'm concerned, people should be able to do what they um you know if if I want somebody to be able to put something in my mailbox, leave it for me so I can come and get it. I should be able to do that, but it's against the law. Somehow the the feds can you know charge a charge. Me or them or whomever with a crime. The magic of the legal land, Mark. You got it. All right. So I watched a really fantastic movie called The Money The Money Masters. It's uh, made in the 80s. It's kind of a dorky guy. It's, it's kind of dry, but the information is absolutely gold. Uh, it's about central, uh, central bank, right? Yes. And it, it's, the way I found it is you, if you do a Google search for best online documentaries, there's a website that puts them all together, and there's some really fantastic stuff in there. Okay. So one of the things, you guys have brought up the gold confiscation. I'm not prepped, so, Mark, you'll have to help me with the dates. But who was it that put that uh, confiscated all the gold from the American people? You Wasn't know, that FDR? Heard, yeah, I've heard it was Roosevelt in about the 30s. I think in Roosevelt, 33, yeah. 34. So here's what factually happened, and this is explained in this film. Uh, that gold was all confiscated and bought, not really bought, but the people traded in their gold, and they got these worthless pieces of papers with $20 printed on it, which is roughly what they were paid for their ounces of gold. Mm-hmm. So you take that much gold off the market, and supply goes down, what happens to prices? Up. Exactly. So the Fed, or the, the <laughs> bankers, then come in and buy that gold back from the government at about $35 an ounce. So the government's made a nice little profit mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then uh, fast forward a few years. Who repealed the prohibition on 
Precious metals. Nixon? Okay, if you say so. Yeah, I, yeah I, you know, I'm, that's what I've heard. So then you've got this huge new market that's opened up. Demand is going to skyrocket. What happens to prices? They go up. Go up. Again. So who's there to sell the gold back to the American people? Bankers. You got it. So what just happened there? The bankers made a boatload. Both ways. So did the government. Right. You see how the two are connected? And Sure. Okay. They're, oh, well, they're inextricably linked. I mean, they, uh, the bankers, they, they set up their central bank system right when the IRS was set up at the same time, all with the approval of the government. Yeah, but all... it, it's very funny that the IRS and the Federal Reserve were both created in 1913. Oh, there's no funny, funniness about it. It's absolutely, it was done for a reason. Yeah, and the film actually goes into the law. The, uh, what was it? One of the things was passed. The Senate went on recess, but they didn't close the, do the official close that says no more laws can be passed. And three uh, senators were in the chamber, did a voice vote, and that's how they got, oh, I forget what law it was, but some major legislation passed. Are you serious? Three senators? Three did a voice vote, and it was after they had recessed for the holidays, but because they didn't do the, you know, the official dot all the I's, as the government likes to do, they were able to get away with it. Hmm. So basically, they did a voice vote. That way, they could just pretend like they heard everyone else um, if, voting? Yeah, if there was one person there to uh, dissent to the vote or to vote no, then they would have to do a roll call. But because at the time, they everybody did, gave a yay, all three of them, it, get, it got passed right on through. Is that documented, or is that a, just a claim? This is documented in the film. That's what I really like about it. Is it, it goes into a lot of the details of the meetings of some of the legislation who sponsored it, it and it starts out with the history of how you know the goldsmiths um, were really the first bankers because they had to keep their own gold safe. They would uh, build these vaults, right. and then the other customers would want to come in and keep their know, stuff in their the vault. Gold. Right. And it explains how fractional uh, reserve banking evolved and so forth. Really fascinating. There was another one up on uh, the Lou Rockwell blog today as well, which was about a 40-minute long video. I, I sampled some of it, and it, it looked pretty good. It was created by the Mises Institute, also covering some of the same things, you know, the history of money, uh, how it evolved from just, you know, think trading products to medium of exchange, and, uh, th- you know, then on into the Federal Reserve System and, and fractional reserve banking and all that stuff. So probably a lot of the same information there. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. It may not sound interesting to the listeners, but I can tell you, this is what they're doing with your money, your money, and they're taking it away from you. You know, I wonder about that now, Mark. You know, mm. we've always said things like that on this show. Well, it may not be the most exciting, sexy topic, and it may not. Uh, but at the same time, Ron Paul on the campaign trail has been blown away by the amount of interest that people have in this issue. Uh, you know, college students that you would think, you know, what do they care? They just want to go and smoke some pot and hang around their their rooms. Uh, the fact is, they're getting excited about this issue. It's the well, college it, students that are you know getting on board with uh, ending the Federal Reserve, and maybe we're wrong about that, Mark. It's in their lifetime that the system's likely to crash, so they have a really vested interest to uh, do something about it. Well, you can see it crashing already. I mean, anybody that takes a look at the numbers can see that the, the dollar has been on the decline ever since 1913, dramatically losing over 96% of its value in that, uh, you know, in those several decades, and it keeps getting worse every single week. Look at how much it's worth the Canadian dollar right now. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, you got it. I mean, we now might be in the v- middle of it tanking right now. Yeah. There is 
one mistake in the film. He says that uh, the gold standard doesn't work uh, because the United States was on that standard at one time. But what he fails to realize is that it was a monopoly on the gov- U.S. government gold standard. And right, where it was the government currency. setting the standard instead of the marketplace. Right, if the, the government standard. says that this amount of gold is worth so much, then it, it doesn't allow supply and demand to come into to, to play, so people won't use the, right. the yeah, arbitrary. Now, he yeah. had his own solution for what the answer was, but I don't know, I fell asleep. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Thanks for the call, Sam. Appreciate the info. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, the one that I saw was on the LouRockwell.com blog if you want to go dig that up, and his was the Money Masters. Uh, More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. We've got a shrine of female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. So I said we were going to talk about Ron Paul and his appearance today on ABC's The View, which I thought was going to be pretty good. I I was expecting it to be a great appearance because the ladies on The View, from what I understand, I'd I'd seen some clips. You know, again, I don't have television, so I just watch the clips on YouTube uh, from some of their discussions on the show earlier. Not the same show, but, you know, The View several episodes ago. Uh, They had talked about Ron Paul in the past, and they'd spoken very favorably of his anti-war position, though apparently there was at least one warmonger on there, this blonde chick that's on there, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I think is her name. Okay, I I didn't know which one she was as far as the lineup goes. She was not on the show today, which was interesting. Um, She's sort of this dim-witted nationalist bimbo. Okay. And uh, anyway, so I was pleased to to actually I was I was sort of upset that she wasn't on the show because I wanted to really see Ron Paul just rip her up. Not that Ron Paul's someone who will rip someone up, but you know what I mean. you know what I mean. Uh, Use logic to destroy yes, her uh, position, to decimate her uh, in front of her national TV audience. But she wasn't there. But Ron Paul was, and it was still the View and Whoopi Goldberg and three other ladies whose names I don't know uh, were all there. And Ron Paul came out and he uh, sat between them. So there are two on one side, two on the other, and they, you know, they sounded very good when he came out, and then right off the bat, they just went into the abortion issue, and I thought, right, like it was fast. I thought, oh no, you know, this is the issue that comes up, just because, honestly, he didn't handle it as well as he could have. You think so? I I absolutely think so. I think that uh, you know he he probably turned off a lot of people. It's if, again. 
being pro-life is automatically going to turn off a lot of people. But I think Ron Paul's position is one in which, if defended correctly, can be seen as far less offensive to someone who is pro-choice mm-hmm. as the rest of the Republican candidates. And he didn't really position himself in that way. Well, he didn't mention that his position is far less offensive than um, some of the re- Republican candidates. Now, But there are uh, – Giuliani, for instance, is a pro-choice uh, Republican. Oh, I think he is? Th- I think there are pro-choice Republicans out there. Has he always been that way, or is he a flip-flopper on that? I don't believe he's a flip-flopper. He was a mayor. What the hell would he have uh, to say about it in New York? Well, anyway, he could have couched his answers in terms that made them more understandable, but he got kind of lost. And I can understand it was four-on-one, essentially. I mean, he had four different people doing conducting an interview at the same time, and... He's usually one-on-one. You know, it's Mm -hmm. usually him and another host or him, a host, and another guest. So it's usually two-to-one or one-on-one. Anybody would have had a difficult time getting um, questions coming from four different angles, from four different people. Absolutely. But this is where Ron Paul, he's not the best communicator. And it and it hurts and hurts him sometimes. He's I don't know, as, man. I've everything I've seen is. I can good. tell you, I did not feel good about this interview. I did. And, I, I watched it. Uh, I felt comfortable with what he said. I felt like um, the, the 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 questions that he were asked. I mean, there, there might have been a couple of things that I would have answered differently, but I wasn't sitting on that stage and I didn't do the work to get there. My point is that uh, Ron Paul is not as polished a communicator as Harry Brown was, the okay. Libertarian presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000. And you can tell that Ron Paul doesn't have a lot of experience doing these sorts of interviews because uh, it's just – you can tell. Uh, he doesn't stand up for his positions very well. He just sort of allows himself to be batted around by the by these interviewers. But in God, this case, he did not. by the interviewers. Absolutely he did. He was never really able to get a, a real uh, coherent – answer out he yes. he would try to make a point and one of them would interrupt and you know they would go on with what they wanted to say and he would try to respond and then they'd keep going and he would he would never put his foot down and say hold, well, hold on let me explain something or you know let me get this answer out he he never really had that opportunity and he could have made that opportunity for himself if he just asked for it and he doesn't do that and that's that's Ron Paul's problem that's his fault when it comes to these interviews i know he's your hero and everything mark and well, this I, is, i'm just, just that's hard to take. No, I, I listened is, to it, and I felt like things went pretty well. I mean, it obviously they didn't agree with his position entirely. The, outside of the abortion issue, but nobody okay. entirely agrees with his position. His position's similar to mine, so I I can kind of understand. It, it. wasn't a, okay, Mark. I'm not saying the interview was a disaster. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it could have been a lot better had Ron Paul actually been more polished a communicator on appearing on these shows. I don't know if he needs to hire a consultant. Or what he needs to do, I get the feeling he doesn't have one. I get the feeling that you know his his staff, his you know volunteer staff or his very small paid staff, they don't have the experience to help guide him and what. He, for instance, just to give you an example of of uh, Harry Brown versus Ron Paul, Harry Brown was always able to. Pro- he made a point of promoting his website. Every single appearance he's 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 made, never once have I heard Ron Paul mention his own website. He'll mention it in passing, as in, oh, well, on my website we're doing this, but he'll never actually say RonPaul2008.com. He he never wants to drive people there because he's not thinking of these things. Right, he's I understand. Not, I don't generally remember to uh, mention freetalklive. 
Com when we're we're talking either. Right. You're this the is, one who remembers that. Right. This is the difference between uh, you know someone who has experience at being interviewed and someone who is relatively new. Ron Paul is relatively new. Now let me say j- that generally when it comes to the standard situation, he's been doing better now than he was six months ago. I've certainly seen an improvement in his communication ability. But because he was surrounded by interviewers, I think he was extra confused on this particular occasion. You can go to LouRockwell.com, look on the blog, and scroll down a bit, and you can see the interview for yourself. But if Ron Paul had simply stopped these women down for a moment and said, well, hold on, let me just make a few points, and then we can keep going, and then had maybe outlined his position a little bit better... Because he never really did get into his position. He talked about abortion, and he asked the women questions about, you know, well, would you want to abort a baby of the third trimester? And they talked about the legality of third trimester abortion, and a little bit about Roe versus Wade. He did. He, he yeah. mentioned the state, um, that it should be remanded back to the states, and states should he deal with it. He touched on that. He touched on that, but he didn't talk about why that's important, and why that sets him apart from the other candidates. He did. He said that um, it was, consti- you know, from a constitutional point of view, the United States government doesn't have any role um, in you know, uh, prosecuting abortions any more than they have the role of handling murder he or anything didn't like really that. Touch, he and, didn't really touch on that. And then the girl from the other, the right-hand side, mm-hmm. um, the tall kind of hot girl, I don't yeah, know what she, she said something about, well, that means the people in Arkansas are going to be going to um, California to be getting their uh, abortions and that kind of right. thing. He did, so again, she understood. He barely had a chance to touch on that, and she did understand that, but that's when he should have continued and said, look, Here's what you have to understand. If you have federal control of abortion, if it's if it's a federal legal abortion, if it's in that uh, the federal government is forcing it to be legal across the board, it's only a matter of a different politician before it becomes a federal ban on abortion. Now, you wouldn't want that, would you? That would, be a, that would have been a great point. Wouldn't you rather have to drive to another state to get a legal abortion as opposed to having it banned completely across the board? He didn't take the opportunity to really clarify the issue and to really clarify his stance and what's what's different about that state's right stance so i think that went over the heads of a lot of people and i think that again has if he's more experienced at this and they said they would love to have him back i hope they do and i hope they cover some different issues because there's a lot of things that they sure didn't get very long right you know yeah, it was like five minutes long they they, they covered uh what was it abortion they touched and on uh after abortion it went right to immigration right and, and his, as far as i'm concerned you know the two places that i disagree with him somewhat those are the ones they covered right and and again his immigration answer was a little weak too he he did point as, out as though abortion comes up in everyday life anymore i mean roe v wade has been the law of the land for 30 something years for now. women it's, it's an important issue though mark you, some you women, understand that it, for for like feminist women that's the um that's their Whatever. issue most um, you know uh, th- there are a lot more important freedom issues out there as far as i'm these aren't freedom-oriented interviews so they're going to ask them what you know they're going to ask him what they think is important but we can talk more about uh you know again uh, he he did it was an okay interview. I'd give him, you know, 6 out of 10, 5 out of 10, something like that. Uh, more on the way, we'll talk more about uh, his answers on Im- immigration. Uh, also, they talked about China, interestingly enough, and I thought he did the best on that issue. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live, and you're welcome to chime in as well. The 
is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call. If you pick up the phone, dial in now, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features. We give them away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us. Head over to amazon.freetalklive.com where you can purchase virtually anything. 41 categories for you to shop in, whether it be a used item or a new item. If you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You've got holiday shopping to do. Why bother going to the stores and you know having to face the lines and the crowds and the parking? Just go to amazon.freetalklive.com, get a great deal, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, and uh, percentage goes to Free Talk Live. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. And for certain special items, like movies, lingerie, and marital aids, we recommend adameve.com. And... They've got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com forward slash talk. By the way, these guys aren't some fly-by-night operation. They've got 10 million customers, 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're the big boys. So, AdamEve.com slash talk. We go uh, to the phones. We can keep talking Ron Paul in a moment here, but I want to make sure uh, we get Mike in here. Mike in California listening to KSCO. Hey, Mike. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, two things, if you don't mind, real quick. One, back to the gold discussion. Sure, sure. Uh, That gold was recalled by presidential executive order, actually two of them by FDR in 1932. Okay. Uh, we That's should we know that. that it, all he did was declare a banking crisis, and so therefore uh, they had to call in the gold. And, hmm. uh, you can look in, uh, I think, April and August of 1932. Just uh, go to the uh, UC Santa Barbara website, it's a great uh, uh, source there for presidential documents. I feel sorry and, uh, for any American that actually gave up their gold. I feel sorry for them. I would have hit it somewhere mm-hmm. and dug a hole or something. Yeah, well, uh, the severe penalties are outlined in the, in uh, at least the April executive order. Oh, I bet. Anybody that did that. Yep. Hmm? I'll bet. Your other point? Yeah. Uh, here, I don't know if they have it in your state, but uh, for your tags on your license plate, you know, the stick-on tags, it says in the background, for official use only. Hmm. Everybody could take a close look, and I don't know if they have it in other states. It's a very suspicious thing that uh, one day uh, there's something that they could bring into effect about that and restrict our ability to uh, use our license tags. Hmm. I suppose they could. What else do you have on your mind tonight? Uh, that's enough for now. Okay. Very that's good, Mike. Thanks for the thoughts. 800-259-9231. So, Ron Paul, uh, we're talking about his appearance on The View today. The View, very, very popular show with uh, with American women. It's a daytime television show. Whoopi Goldberg and uh, a handful of other hosts, whom I do not know, uh, were interviewing Ron Paul today. Uh, we already talked about his uh, his position on abortion. I thought he botched, uh, botched it up a little bit today. Uh, but he did better on the immigration issue. In that uh, they they sort of brought up the, the the idea about closing the borders and and he immediately backed away from that. 
You could tell he yeah. immediately backed away from that position, and he went right into his point about how it's really the you know the weak economy and the immigrants are being scapegoated, and that if we had a better economy, we'd want more immigrants here. And so you know, I like that message. It certainly sounds more positive to those who are in favor of immigration. Yeah, I felt like he did really well on that position. I commented to my wife as a, after having uh, listened to it, and she happened to be you know nearby, that I I you know I like more and more the way he responds to that immigrant issue. That even though it's the it's probably the place that I disagree with him the most. Well, I still felt it left something to be desired in that th- there wasn't a lot of time left at that point. I think there was like two minutes left by the time they got to immigration. Mm-hmm. It was only a five-minute interview. So he didn't really have a chance to really explain himself on that one. And where he really got a good point out, or where he really managed to shine, I think, in the interview was at the end uh, on the China question, where Whoopi Goldberg sort of asked a sort of a general question about... Yes. What should know, we do about China? Yeah, what about China? And what about our jobs? We're losing them to China and other countries. Mm-hmm. And she's right. Uh, there are definitely jobs going sure. overseas. And Ron As though Paul, the government can do... I mean, the government's the problem in that particular scenario. And right. And Ron he Paul, answered that one good. Yeah, he, he, he did, did a good job. He did well with well, that. Well, yes. Uh, Ron Paul pointed out that, you know, the reason the jobs are going overseas in the first place is because of regulations and taxation over here, and that it's the government that's, uh, that's driving those jobs overseas. And again, by that point, they had like 40 seconds left. So again, there wasn't very much time at the end of the interview. Um, essentially, they said that they had so many more questions for him. They wanted to have him back. So hopefully, keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully, they'll have him back, because I think that having Ron Paul on a show like that is going to expose him to a huge audience of many, I'm sure, very apolitical people, um, you know, daytime television uh, viewers and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was probably, if he had been a better communicator and more uh, more forceful in making his points and asserting himself better, he really could have knocked it out of the park. I hope somebody hires him some consulting, uh, a consultant to help him get better with these interviews, because he really he needs some help with a little bit of hand-holding, with some tips, uh, with, with a few points that he can review and, you know, review before he goes into an interview. He'll be so much the better uh, uh, an interview subject. Well, um, you know, now you've uh, expressed your opinion on where it was. Maybe he'll uh, hear it and listen to the coaching. Maybe. 800-259-9231. I don't claim to be a coach. I know that there are people that could certainly help him out with uh, with a few tips. So, uh, we don't have time to talk Canadian health care. I'll mark that and we'll get to it maybe tomorrow night. But we do have time for Fred's email. He emails and he says, I hear a lot of talk on FTL against fiat money. A lot of talk about, and he's putting all the uh, fiat money in quotes, a lot of talk of how fiat money is a form of fake economic exchange because it's based on paper and not something substantial like gold or silver. Frankly, this idea of yours, it's apparently our idea, Mark, is ridiculous. We Just, are. We, 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 it's ludicrous, isn't it? The, the reason, idea that people would want something of value for the, the things they work for. Here He says the reason why is because all forms of money is fiat money. Well, no. Um, fiat means it's a decree. And we had money before we had people to decree that the money was money. Which means it's the silver, government decreeing it. Right. Gold and silver were money. Um, they were transferred as items of, of value before the government came along and said, yes, right. we will now give our blessing to these items. Right. Individuals operating in the marketplace on a voluntary basis adopted those medium right. of exchange. They wanted those things before there was somebody. Because when you had two chiefs of tribes or two strong men or two, uh, you know, um, sheiks or whatever, uh, and their tribes were trading among each other, and they would use gold and silver. Sometimes they'd use seashells. Sometimes they'd use anything of value. When they used those items of value to trade back and forth, 
That wasn't a fiat. Neither one of those chiefs had the power to decree what the other um, group, the other uh, kingdom, the other fiefdom, whatever it is, would accept. So, no, they are not. Not All money is not a uh, fiat well, currency. You're mistaken. Frank says, it's so simple to understand. Your ignorance on this issue surprises me. Yeah, well, well, I'm an Frank, ignoramus. Your ignorance about common grammar uh, is surprising in that he said the reason why... The reason why is because all forms of money is fiat money. I think it should be our fiat money, but nonetheless. Money's are. Uh, he says, all money is symbolic of work performed and time spent. You worked X amount of time, which ex- issues X amount of compensation, profit. As long as we all agree that X equals work done, it doesn't matter if it's based on silver, gold, moon, regolith, or paper. The only reason that gold would be worth anything is because all of society agrees that it is. Now that our current economic structure is not based on silver or gold, but a paper note that equates to a certain value, there is no consequence. The reason there's no consequence is because we can pay American dollars for products in other countries, and those countries will accept American paper as payment for products or services rendered. But now they want more and more American paper. See why this system is a little screwy, Frank? Yeah, the reason... Because because when the politicians print more of this paper, not the politicians, but the Federal Reserve at the behest of the politicians, they rob you of the value of that green paper that you have in savings. Right, and that value doesn't really exist. That's one thing that Frank is right about. The value only exists because people think it exists. Now, the reason why people think it exists is because it's fiat money. Now, again, fiat meaning decree. The government has said, okay, this is the money. is money. You will use this and go ahead, pull out your wallet. I don't have mine with me right now, but pull out your wallet. Look at a greenback. And it says there, this is legal tender for all debts, public or private. Okay, that's the fiat. The government has passed a law. They're using the, f- the force of government and their guns to say that if you owe someone something in America, if they try to give you these green pieces of paper, you have to take them. By law, you must take them to pay off that debt if they are offered to you. And likely- that is fiat, and that's why people think it has value, because they're forced to, to think that it has value. I, I, I agree with you in principle, but mostly people aren't going to be forced to take them. They'll gladly take them. Because but, they think it has value because it has been ordered so by the government. But as you're pointing out, Mark, the countries around the world, they don't have that fiat. They aren't forced to take that money, and they want it less and less every single day. But when you um, introduce money that is backed by gold and silver uh, or precious metals or anything of value, those people will want that money more. And, and that's you called what's, whose law? Well, and you don't have to pass a law to make people want gold or silver. No, they want it. I right. mean, just just think about a quarter from the 19, 1974 versus a quarter from 1964. And Which one do you want? And it doesn't lose value, and it can't be inflated. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.